Hey guys, this is Lori Orender, and welcome to the Abiding Life Podcast. We are awakening to the presence of Jesus within us, realizing that that makes us new creations in Christ. We now have the power of His Holy Spirit living in us and wanting to work with us and through us to make a difference in this world. This is the exciting, abundant, and abiding life. Join us for today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of The Abiding Life. I'm Lori Orender, and it's really exciting to start something new. And so, as you will find we will do in this podcast, we're going to just stop right now and ask Jesus to bless this podcast and to bless our time together. I'm so glad that you have joined us. So, Father, we come to you right now and we thank you for the opportunity to come together and to abide in you. We offer you this podcast and this time that we're giving to you, and we say, teach us, Holy Spirit, how to abide in Jesus, our vine. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us with the sap of your spirit right now. For each person listening right now, may they feel your presence filling them again refreshing them, giving them a deep breath of your great love and your presence with us. We want to honor you. We want to learn to live our whole life in you as you are in us. And so I'm just asking God that you would do what only you can do. We love you. We bless you. We praise you. And we thank you for this time in this podcast. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. So guys, if you've got a Bible, we're going to start this podcast by learning what Jesus has to say about the abiding life. So if you've got a Bible or if you want to go get one, uh, we're going to start in John chapter 13. And while you are getting your Bible, I want to tell you about an exciting time in um, my life right now. I'm releasing a book. Um, This is the uh, what is today? Today is February the 12th. 2021. And we are releasing a book called Ripples of Heaven. And it's a book kind of about my own life journey in mentoring people and making disciples through mentoring relationships. So if you are uh, still getting your Bible and getting ready, we just want to give you a heads up to go to Amazon and purchase this new book called Ripples of Heaven. We're going to be talking about it in probably podcast number three, so you'll get to learn more about it. But uh, before we go any further, I just wanted to let you know we're excited about this new equipping book that both tells my story of over three decades of mentoring and making disciples and how you are created to do the same and what a joy it is when we learn to make disciples as Jesus did through relationships. Okay. The other thing I would love to let you know about is um, a blog that I am doing called thekindofwife.blog. So if you want to learn more about uh, me and what we're about, there uh, are all kinds of blogs there. All right. If you've got your Bible now and you have turned to John chapter 13, we're going to talk about this abiding life. Now here's why this is important and it's key for me. The abiding life is the relationship that Jesus wants to have with us. 
So if you were to break it down, it's like you always hear, you know, Christianity is not just a religion or going to church. It's about a relationship. Well, what does that mean? Well, Jesus himself is wanting us to understand how do we have relationship with somebody that you can't even see, right? How is it that I can be best friends with somebody who doesn't actually have an audible voice most of the time, and uh, I can't like see, touch, feel them physically, right? How do we do that? Well, our Jesus is just good enough that he knew we would need to be taught and trained in how to have a relationship with him when we can't see him. Does that make sense? So when he was on the earth, praise God, he, he walked with his disciples. He talked with them. He taught them. He invited them into relationship, which is kind of what the book is about. But when he left, he wanted them to know that it wasn't going to end there. In fact, he told them it was going to get even better. And that learning to live out this life in Jesus is actually has gotten better since Jesus went to heaven, but he sent his Holy Spirit. And so that is how we now relate to Jesus. But there is some training involved in that. Jesus is so good to us, his disciples, that he wanted us to know what it looked like. How do we even do that? And how in the world does that make for an abundant life of joy and peace and love? So if you've got your Bible, let's go to John chapter 13, okay? This is the night before Jesus is crucified. This is what we would call the Last Supper. So he's sitting at the table with his disciples. And if you think about it, if you were leaving men and women that you had been training and walking with for three years, teaching them the ways of God, the love of God, how to walk out his ways and be obedient to him. Um, if If you wanted your disciples to know that, wouldn't you then leave them with the most important things you wanted them to remember before you left them physically, okay? So he's getting ready to go to the cross. He knows this. They don't understand it fully yet. But he says, listen, I'm preparing you now. So, so this is my training for you. So he's sitting with the 12. You've probably seen the picture, you know, (laughs) at the last supper. And this is what he says to his disciples. Okay. They're, they're having communion and he says to them, now is the son of God glorified. I'm in verse 31 of chapter 13, verse 31, chapter 13. Now is the son of God glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now where I am going, you cannot come. My dog says hello, by the way. Then verse 34 of chapter 13, here's what he says. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Well, Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. See, all the disciples wanted was to be with him. They didn't want him to leave, right? They're like, wait, 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 where are you going? We're just like starting to get the hang of this, right? Well, where, where are you going? We know that you're the king, the one that we want to follow. We know God sent you. They're like, where are you going? Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll, I'll lay down my life for you, he says in verse 37. But Jesus answered, 
Will you really lay down your life for me, Peter? I tell you the truth, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. So now we start in chapter 14, and Jesus responds to Peter and to all of the disciples who are like, what is going on? Why would he ever leave us? And Jesus replies in chapter 14 of John, verse 1, he says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, I would have told you. And I am going there to prepare a place for you People who are listening on this podcast right now, listen, this is how much Jesus loves you. Everything that he has done, everything that he did on the earth and is continuing to do, he has done for his love for you. And he's gone to prepare a place for you. And then he says this, and if I go and prepare a place for you, verse three, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. Do you hear the heart of Jesus in this? Wherever you are right now listening to this podcast, do you know that the desire of the Savior of the world, the great longing of Jesus' heart is to be with you? It's all over the scriptures, but especially here in this nugget of John chapters 13, 14, 15, the heart of God longs to be with you and longs for you to be with him. And everything that Jesus went through suffered and died and bled and was crucified was so that he would make a way for you and I to be with him forever. It's incredible. It also is the way now that we are going to relate to him. And now he's about to explain that to us. So if you're still with me, stay in John chapter 14, verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered him in verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip Philip said, Oh Lord, show us the Father, and that would be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. And we're going to stop right there. I've just stopped at verse 10. I want to point out to you a phrase that he continues to use over and over, and you may have already picked up on it. And it's the phrase, the Father is in me. And I am in the Father. So it's this interwoven life that Jesus is now explaining to them. He said, everything you've seen me do is because the Father has been living in me doing his thing. And and everything that that I want to do, it's because I too am living in my Father. So there's this, this union that he's describing between his life and the Father's life. And now he's about to tell them, listen, this just isn't for me. I'm actually the example of what life is going to be for you. 
So people, as you're listening to this podcast, and if you're still with me in this wonderful Bible study through John 14, realize that this is what Jesus is inviting you into. You see, Jesus didn't just come to be an example for us. He actually is an example of us and the life that we too now can live with God in union with him. So it's this phrase, the father is in me. I am in the father. So be looking for it as we keep going here through John chapter 14. So now I'm going to start again in verse 10. He says, don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? See, this is a new concept for them. Okay. They're not used to the uh, God being in a person, but isn't that who Jesus is for us? He's God with us. And then he goes on to explain more. He says, the words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. You see what he's saying? He's like, everything you've seen me do, guys, they've seen him raise the dead. They've seen him uh, heal lepers. They've seen him command spirits to go, evil spirits, and deliver people from demonic oppression. They've seen him forgive sins. They've seen him open blind eyes. They've seen him preach good news that set people free. Listen, and he's telling them now, this is how I did it, guys. It's not because I am God, though he was. It's because the Father lived in him. Now, how does the Father live in him? He's about to explain it because this is key for you and for me in the abiding life. This is what he says. At least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Chapter 14, verse 12, he says this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. People listening to this podcast today, do you know he's talking about you? He says, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. And he's referring to all those miracles and all the wonderful things that he did while on the earth. And then he goes on to say, he will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And then I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it for you. Wow. People of God, this is an exciting life that Jesus is inviting us into. This abiding life that also includes bearing fruit and doing miracles and living life just like Jesus lived on the earth because he was in union with his father. This is the abiding life. It's living in union with God. And Jesus was our perfect example of it. Now he's telling us, listen, I'm, I'm inviting you into this. This is something that you now can do. You can live the same kind of life. Anybody who ever thought that living the Christian life is boring did not know about John 14 and 15. Going on, you guys, we're in John chapter 14. This is now verse 15. If you love me, Jesus says, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Okay? So remember... this is all part of his comforting them because they're like, please don't leave us, right? They're like, you've been, you're teaching us. We we don't want you to leave. And he says, now listen, if you love me and keep obeying me, I'm going to ask the father. He's going to give you another counselor and he will be with you forever. See the difference? Jesus is saying, I'm going to have to go, but I'm going to send another counselor. Some of your translations may say comforter. And he's not going to leave, guys. In fact, he's going to be with you forever. This is a beautiful promise 
of God for you and for me today. We have one with us who will never leave us. And some of you need to hear that today. Some of you, that's the most beautiful news in the universe. You have one who will never leave you. Verse 17, the other name for him is the spirit of truth. Jesus goes on to say, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Remember, he's talking to his disciples. You know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. Okay, now stop right here. He's explaining this new concept of the spirit of truth. Who is this? This is the Holy Spirit, right? Keep in mind, these disciples are not used to talking about the Holy Spirit, right? And so Jesus is saying, don't worry that I'm going away because I'm going to send another counselor or comforter. He's the spirit of truth and you know him. That's what he says in verse 17. You know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. Who is he talking about? See, he's explaining to them that he's talking about himself. He's describing, listen, listen, I've been with you, but then after I go to heaven, I'm going to come back by my spirit and live in you. Do you hear the difference? You guys, this is like revolutionary, revelatory, change your life information right here. Jesus is explaining who the Holy Spirit is. This is the first time that the disciples have learned how to live this new life with Jesus, the abiding life, and it's because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as he teaches them, he says, listen, you already know him when he comes, when the Holy Spirit, this the spirit of truth, this comforter, when he comes, it's not going to be some weird new guy. It's not going to be like some ethereal, just like uh, airy, cloud-based, <laughs> you know, like wispy feeling you're going to know him as a person because it's me. (laughs) I've been with you. So you know me. So then when I come, but I'm going to come not physically next time, I'll come spiritually. I'll come by my Holy spirit. Listen, when I come, you're going to know me. Now, how do I know that this is what he's talking about? How do I know he's describing himself? By the way, he is saying that he and the Holy spirit are one. Okay. Are you with me so far? this, This, he confirms it in verse 18 because the next words he says after You know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. I think he's talking about himself, because the next words he says is this. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Wow. He's he's just confirmed. He's talking about himself. He's saying, God, guys, this is the way that the Father has been living in me. He lives in me by the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of my Father. And then the next good news is now when I go to the father and I, and I go to heaven after I rise from the dead, I'm going to send my spirit so that now my spirit and the father's spirit will live in you and you'll get to experience what life is like with God in you, the abiding life. See, he's explaining it and, and it won't be a foreign person. In fact, you'll be more excited because now I will be with you. This is the way I like to say it. Um, Jesus is described at Christmas time as God with us, right? Emmanuel. God came to be with man on the earth. But here's the beautiful thing about Holy Spirit, whom I really want you to learn about. Holy Spirit is God in us. Let me say that again. Jesus was God with us to walk and talk with man. But when he went to heaven, Holy Spirit is now given as God in us who will never leave us. Do you see the advantage here? You see, when Jesus was with us on the earth with mankind and womankind, he could walk with 
you know, the 12. He could teach the, the crowds. He even sent out 72, but he could only be with those people. He wasn't all places at the same time, right? So if you wanted to talk to Jesus, you literally had to go find him. And, and then when he left, he wasn't there anymore. Are you with me? But the gift of the Holy Spirit is this beautiful gift that he will always be with you now because he'll be in you and each of us as his believers, as his followers who, who believe in him and invite him to come in can have the life of Jesus in us at all time. That's why it's better that Jesus actually went away because now he can be with not just 12 people, he can be with all of us by his Holy Spirit who now lives in in us and interacts with us and we live in him and we become one with him just like he described that he was one with the father isn't it beautiful this is the abiding life all right now i have just uh landed right here on verse 18 he says i will not leave you i will come to you so he is saying that the holy spirit when he comes it's me guys it's my spirit and hear his heart. He doesn't want anyone to be left as an orphan. He doesn't want anyone to be left alone. This is the heart of God the Father who loved the world so much that he sent his son, right? So that whoever believed in him would, would not perish but have everlasting life. This is the life that he sends. It's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit then makes our spirits alive and we become new creations that will never die. But in the meantime... We get to abide in him and as he abides in us. Why? Because your father loves you. And Jesus doesn't want you to ever be alone or feel like an orphan. Do you hear it? You see, we got to know the why. It's because he loves us. It's because he loves you right now. And he's inviting you to be in relationship with him 24-7, 365, because he wants you to know you're never alone. You don't have to go through life alone. You don't have to figure out life by yourself. Listen, he wants to do life with you. He wants to be that constant companion, comforter, wisdom, counselor for you, truth when you need to know what it is, that you can stay in constant conversation with him as you go through life. Isn't it beautiful? This is the loving father we serve. This is the Jesus who came to give his life so that this could be possible. And because he did what he did for us on the cross by, by paying for our, all of our sins and then making it possible for the great gift of the father to be poured out and then to come and live inside of us, you and I enjoy abundant life now and we abide in it 24-7, 365. Verse 19 of chapter 14 in the book of John. Here we go. We'll finish out today's um, podcast with, with some of these words. Before long, Jesus says, the world will not see me anymore. Okay. He's going to go to the cross and he will no longer be living on the earth, but you will see me. He says, now that's good news because I live. You also will live. Oh, friends, hear the assurance of the salvation of Jesus for you. Because I live, he says, you also will live. And oh, my friends, my heart in doing this podcast is that we would not just survive, but we would learn to thrive and really live this life of abiding, which is an abundant life. It is a fruitful life. It is a life of flourishing and health and excitement and joy and peace and filled with the fruit of him in us. He says this on verse 20, on that day, you will realize that I'm in my father and you are in me. And now I am in you. 
on that day. See, I think he's talking about the day of Pentecost when the spirit is poured out. He's like, on that day, you're going to get it. (laughs) You're going to understand what I'm talking about right now, that this whole time the father was in me and I was in the father. But now because the spirit is poured out on in Acts chapter two, that then you'll realize now that I've come to live in you. Verse 21, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he's the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love him and I will show myself to him. Do you love Jesus? Do you want to obey him? He will show himself to you. Verse 22, then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Verse 23, Jesus replied, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. There it is again. This is the abiding life. The fact that God loved us so much that he and Jesus through the Holy Spirit would come to make their home in us. He wants to make his home in you. Do you know that you are the resting place of God in the earth? You are the tabernacle, the temple of the Holy Spirit. That is who you are if you believe in him. This is the abiding life to know that the spirit of God, the spirit of Jesus The spirit of father lives in you and he wants you to abide there. Make that your home as he makes his home in us. He says, my father will love him and we will come to him and her and make our home with him. He who does not love me won't obey my teaching. You see, these words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. Verse 25, all this I've spoken while I'm still with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all these things and he will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. This is the beautiful peace that Jesus leaves with you today. He's inviting you into a life that is no longer having to do it on your own. He's inviting you into a life where you get to do life with God, with the one who loves you, the one who created you, the one who knows you, the one who has given you gifts and abilities and passions and desires and dreams that he wants to help you fulfill as you learn to do life with him hearing his voice, being led by his spirit, abiding in his love. And we're going to talk more about this tomorrow. And he gives us an example tomorrow with the vine and the branches to show us what that looks like to help teach us and train us because Jesus is a really good teacher. And he knows that these abstract concepts, they need some help. We need some help in understanding them. So He goes on at the end of John chapter 14. He's he's explained all this stuff to them. And he ends with these words, come now, let us leave. So as we end today, think about Jesus getting up from that last supper with his disciples. They get up from their table and he says, come now, let us leave. And he heads out. Well, many of you, if you think about it, where do you suppose they were heading on that night before he is crucified? Yeah, they're heading out to the garden, aren't they? And as they go, I just think maybe as they maybe went down the stairs and they're heading out to the Garden of Gethsemane where he's going to pray, I'm guessing that they must have walked through some kind of a vineyard because when Jesus looked up, 
And he knew that his disciples were still trying to figure out what is he talking about? What is this whole Holy Spirit thing? Who is that? And how are we going to be in him and he in us? And he looks up and he sees this grapevine. And he sees how there's a branch attached to the vine and it's bearing all this fruit. And he says, "Uh uh-huh, that'll do just fine, Father. I think I'll use this as an example. He says, guys, it's like this. I've got it. I'm going to explain to you how I'm going to live in you and you're going to live in me. I'm going to show you what this life looks like. And it's this, guys. It's like this branch and this vine. And I want to tell you, I'm going to be the vine and, and you are like these branches. And tomorrow, friends, we'll go into John chapter 15 and learn more about this abiding life that Jesus wants us to understand so that you and I can live abundant lives full of life and fruitfulness, thriving, not just surviving, bearing fruit for the benefit of others and never having to do it alone, but always walking and talking with Jesus, abiding in him 24-7. Hope you've enjoyed just this opening version of the Abiding Life podcast. We're going to set this as a foundation to learn about what is the abiding life? What is it? How is it that God wants to walk with us through life? I hope you've enjoyed it. And we're going to do more in our next uh, episode. We'll see you then, friends. Have a great day.